go ahead and go to Psalms chapter 1 in your Bible. Psalms chapter 1. And we'll read the whole chapter. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And this psalm right here, it's a very well-known passage that it's a reminder to us about the kind of influences we have in our life. We do not want to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. We should not listen to wicked people. We don't want to sit in the seat of the scornful. We shouldn't surround ourselves with the wicked, with the foolish, with scorners. If we do that kind of thing, it's going to rub off on us. You hang around stupid long enough, pretty soon you're going to start acting stupid. It's just the way it is. And whether we want to admit it or not, some of our culture, it rubs off on us, doesn't it? We catch ourselves using some of the slang, saying just some of the same foolish nonsense. And that's why it's good to you know, go to church where you hear the preaching of the Word of God so these things can be reproved and rebuked. Because sometimes there's just little things that society pushes that just it kind of... It kind of just sneaks in and we'll sometimes repeat it having never thought it out. You know, for example, and I, I hit on this all the time, it's one of the things I hate, but you know, there's people out there, there's good people that, you know, think you should follow your heart. Well, why do they think that? Because it's just pushed in our culture all the time. People say it. I mean, I've seen it too where Christian people showed up to church wearing shirts that said, follow your heart. And it's like, now why would a Christian do that? Well, it's because they've had some of the, our worldly culture rub off on them. A Christian shouldn't think that because a Christian knows the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But how often do you hear that verse? Okay, you're not hearing that on television. Cinderella definitely didn't quote that, you know, or the Disney princesses, but they will tell you, you should follow your heart. And so these things, you know, and then in a saved person too, when they hear that, they'll get corrected on it, and then a lot of times you feel stupid. And let's just be honest. Who has ever been there before where you've heard something preached that, you know, they'll, they'll talk about something really stupid that people say, and all of a sudden you're sitting there like, I've said that before, <laughs> you know. And then I'll sit, and, I, and I'll, I'll think off, and I was like, man, that was really stupid. He just totally blew that out of the water from the Bible. Why did I ever think that? Well, part of it is I never really thought it through. And second of all, I was just repeating what I heard. And you hear this stuff long enough, it can kind of become a part of you. And so, what we surround ourselves with, who we listen to, all these things are very important if we want to be somebody who is blessed, if we want to be somebody who's like a tree that's planted by the river of water. We don't want to be like the ungodly. They're not like that. They're like a chaff which the wind drives away. They're blowing all over the place. Whichever way the wind's blowing, that's the direction that they're going. And we see today that you know we've got a lot of chaff that's just being blown around. I think it's amazing, you know, whenever there's an election going on, you hear the polls and how they're always swinging back and forth and all these people that just can't sign. It's like, you know, are people that clueless as to where they stand on things? And the truth is, yes, they are. They have no idea where they stand on things. 
and they just kind of listen to what's around them. Well, that's dangerous. And what I want to talk about today, because I think a, a huge tool that is being used to influence the simple and to manipulate the stupid and to spread mass stupidity and to just create a generation of people that are like the chaff which the wind drives away, and that is social media. And I'm continuing this series of old-fashioned solution or Bible principles or old-fashioned solutions to you know modern-day problems. And let's just admit it, social media is a huge part of our culture today, is it not? Social media is big. And you know what? Social media is something that's often blamed for many of the problems of today. It is very common. You go to an IFV church, you know, especially if it's a preacher that's in his 40s or above. I mean, you'll just hear them ripping on social media and telling everybody to get off their Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and all these things. And you know what? That's not necessarily all bad advice. Uh, you know, I'm not here today to encourage anybody to get on social media. And if you're not on social media, I might say some things today that's going to kind of go over your head. You're not going to understand. And if that's how you are, you know what? Rejoice, all right? Rejoice in that, that you've not been uh, hurt by some of these things. But, you know, the truth is, social media is not really a new thing. It's not. Social media is not a new thing. It's just done differently today than it was even 10 years ago. I mean, when you stop and think about it, you know, social media, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's what we use to interact with each other, okay? Now, before, 10 years ago, all right, or, you know, if you go back 20 years, I don't know how long has email been around, okay? You know, people, like snail mail, that was a form of social media. That was a form of communication. You know, landline phones. That was a form of communication that people used. It was slower. It wasn't as effective. You couldn't reach as many people at one time. It took a lot more work. But at the same time, the principle still is the same. It was a way we communicated. Now we have things that are better, that are more effective. You can communicate with a large amount of people at one time. You can do it instantly. But it actually creates new problems, doesn't it? Because think about this, because you know, the, the big difference between social media of today and the social media of yesterday, what we have today, it's much more convenient, and it's a million times faster. Okay? But the principles of the Bible, this is what's great about, our, about the Bible, it's timeless. Okay? The principles of the Bible, they apply to every age, to every generation, in every situation. And I'm afraid with the new technology we've forgotten about some of these old principles that the previous generation understood. The snail mail people understood these things. The, the telephone people, the landline people, they use these things, but we have forgotten them and we need to be reminded of these things and how to use them with today's social media. All right? So for, for example, one of the dangers of social media, turn over to Proverbs chapter 6. One of the dangers of social media, and there are many dangers is the fact that you know the communication that we have going on today it is different not everyone completely understands it all right in proverbs 6:12 look what it says it says a naughty person a wicked man walketh with a froward mouth he winketh with his eyes he speaketh with his feet 
he teacheth with his fingers. All right. Now, pastors like to bring this one up as using that keyboard there. All right. You know, all you communicate, you're teaching with your fingers. You know, this is this is prophecy right here, telling people to stay off of Facebook and stay off of social media. All you out there teaching with your fingers. Well, I'm pretty sure he wasn't talking about using a keyboard right here or a typewriter or a word processor. You know, and the kids in here they don't even know, probably know what typewriters and word processors are. But you know, they uh, you know he, that's not what he's talking about. Look what it says in verse 14. Forwardness is in his heart. He deviseth mischief continually. He soweth discord. Now, when you look at this, this sounds a lot like social media. It sounds exactly like what we have today. But I'm going to just be honest with you. When it says here, he winketh with his eyes, he speaketh with his feet, he teaches with his fingers, I don't know for sure exactly what that means. But here's what I do think it means. All right, If I was to write a commentary on the Bible... This is what I would probably something along the lines of what I would say about it is this person with a forward mouth, this person who's wanting to sow discord and cause trouble. I, I believe these are references to just ways of communication back then. All right, different hand signals meant certain things. You know, we all you know we do things like that today. All right, you know, we occasionally wink, and you know, there's different kinds of winks too. There's a flirting wink. You know, there's a I'm just kidding wink. You know what you, you all know what I'm saying? You know, there's hand signals that we do today. Hey, you know, thumbs up. You know, there's bad hand signals that people do today that I won't do. You know, that we and we all understand these things in our culture, do we not? But do you think everybody has done those exact same things and they meant the same things throughout the years? No, they didn't. They you know, they mean different things in different cultures. And you got to be careful when you're in other cultures too. You know, sometimes things we do might be offensive. In other cultures. When I went to Jordan, our tour guide, I remember, he went and he saw this, he saw this other guy and these guys are both Muslims and they went and they both did like a double kiss on, I mean, right next to the lips on both sides of the face. And I remember our whole group just kind of cringed. It was just, you know, in our culture, that's not cool. All right. You know, guys don't kiss each other like that. You know, in that culture, that's kind of what they do. But it, you know, it bothers us, you know. If we, if we saw two white guys doing that here in the States, you know, we'd say homos, you know. But over there, it, it's, it's completely different. Different things mean different things in different cultures. And, you know, this, this passage, you know, we see in Proverbs, it reminds us, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily fully understand the culture of that time. And some of the things we do today, it doesn't mean the same things today. So there's often problems, too, you know, when older people see this stuff, all right? Now, some of you all in here that are a little bit older, you know, I've talked to some of you before, yet you absolutely just get angry when you're on social media because part of it, there's a frustration there because you don't understand it. And that's how it was for me. Not that long ago, I remember the first time I got on, I remember when I first started texting, you know, and I remember I would see these texts and stuff and people would send these texts. I didn't even know what LOL meant. You know, I'd see like LOL, and I was always asking my wife, what do these things mean? This was not that long ago. I did not know what LOL meant. I'd see ROFL. I'm like, what does that mean? I'd see these, you know, I think that's roll on floor laughing. You know, you'd see the colon and the parentheses. It was like a smiley face. You know, we'd see all these things. And I, remember, I didn't even know what these things were. I remember the first time I looked at Twitter. I'm like, what in the world is this? Because you would see a person, uh, you know, he would tweet at somebody. And they would, instead of just saying their name, it was always their Twitter name, you know, at, you know, whatever. 
And I was like, why didn't they just, if they're doing a tweet at this person, why don't they just call them by their name? Why are they calling them at whatever? Well, there's reasons for that. You know, I'm not going to get up here and explain it. And then they would always do like all these hashtags. And I'm thinking, what is that? What is with the pound sign and all these words after it? Why are there no spaces in between those words? You know, and I remember the first time I saw it, I'm just getting, I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, this is stupid. But, you know, the truth is, it was just it, it was a it was a form of communication and language that I didn't understand, and it just didn't make it didn't make any sense. And as time has gone on, as the technology has changed, as communication has changed, it's changing rapidly. It it causes a lot of problems. There was a lady in my dad's church. I remember she was always getting mad at my wife because of texts she would send, and it was because this woman she was just one of these bitter, angry, emotional women, and she would take everything my wife texted her wrong. So she would always have to be real careful how she texted this lady. She had to be very careful how she worded everything because this person was just so negative that no matter what was said, she took it the wrong way. And my wife would sometimes show me, look, she's all mad at me again. And I would read the text. and I mean, she clearly just took everything the wrong way because she just didn't understand it. And the truth is, we do. We have ways that we communicate. You know, there. We communicate with our facial expressions. You know, we use sarcasm. We joke. You know, there's all these things that we do. And a lot of times people don't know how to transfer that on social media. They don't know how to transfer. And that's why, but it's, it's developing. That's why people do the little smiley face things. That's why they use emojis. It's a way they put emotion into the words. That way... You know, we don't send the wrong message because there's a lot of people that are new to social media and I've been there too. They often get accused of being a jerk because the way they write, you know, or the way they, uh, their words are often come off as very sarcastic because they don't know how to use emotion in those things. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You follow me on this stuff, right? I think the younger people are. Maybe some of the older people are. Like, I don't get this stuff. But you know, all these things, there, there, there's all these communications. And, when, and one of the dangers of social media is we often send the wrong message. And it creates conflict. And discord often ends up being sown even when we weren't even trying to. You know, social media is also dangerous because it's instant and you can't take it back. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And I think this is something interesting. And I think the older generation is probably going to understand this a little bit more than maybe some of the younger generation does. With 2 Corinthians 7 verse 8, it says, this is Paul's writing here. He says, For though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent, for I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice that you were made sorry, but that you sorrow to repentance, for you were made sorry after a godly manner that you might receive damage by us and nothing. Well, Paul's saying here, when he wrote the letter to him, the first Corinthians, when he wrote first Corinthians, he rebuked them for a lot of things. He told them they needed to throw a guy out of the church. You know, he really hammered them in that first letter. And you know what he's saying here? He said, when I wrote that first letter, he said, though I made you start the letter, I do not repent. He's saying, I'm glad I sent it, even though I did repent. You know what he was saying? When I first sent you that letter, I was wishing I hadn't sent you the letter for a while. Now he said, now I'm glad I did send it because it worked. You all got right. You did the right thing. But how many before have ever sent a letter to somebody and later you were like, I wish I hadn't sent that letter? 
Or how many before, maybe some of the older generation, you sent, you put a letter, maybe you got as far as putting it in the mailbox, but then you went and you rescued it from the mailbox. Maybe you put it in there after the mail went out, you had time to sleep on it, you had time to calm down, and then the next morning you're like, I better go get that letter before the mailman gets it. Because you know what? I realize now that letter that I wrote in anger, I wasn't right in what I said. And so you go and you try to rescue it or maybe you had to go as far as even going to that person's house and trying to steal their mail. You know, to make sure they don't get it. Calm down, man. Alright? And so, you're distracting me. So the thing is, with social media today, you can't do that, can you? Social media today, it's instant. You're on Facebook or whatever and whatever you say, you can't take it back. Once you hit send on that email, you're not taking it back. Once you tweet it, once you post it, well, you can delete it. But you know what? People can see it. They can screenshot it. It never really goes away. And we see people constantly get in trouble today because social media, it is, it's dangerous. It's more dangerous than the social media of the past because it's so fast, you don't have time to calm down and fix some of these things. So it is. It's dangerous. And so, you know, the way... The, we, we've got to be very careful with these things. And the solution for many preachers today when it comes to the issue of social media is they'll just say you need to get off of it. Just get off of social media. Stay away from it. You know, if, and if, if you choose to stay away from social media, I don't blame you one bit. I'm not, I, I do not blame people one bit. And I'll also say there are some people that should not be on social media. And when we get, when I get done with this message, you know, you might find out, hey, I'm somebody that shouldn't be on social media. And if that's you, I'm not saying you're a bad person. You know what? You're a wise person if you recognize that and you choose to stay away from it. Some people have no business even being on social media. But I want to preach today to those who are on social media. I want to preach, you know, if you're, if you're on there, if you're using it, I want to show you some timeless, old-fashioned Bible principles that you need to live by if you're going to be on social media. And I will say that if you cannot live by these things, you need to get off of social media. You need to go home and you need to delete these accounts and you need to walk away from it and just never look, never look back because these things, these things are dangerous. And so, what are some things that you need? Well, really these things that you need if you're going to be on social media, it's the same things that we've always needed. It's stuff that God has always commanded to be a part of our life. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you're going to have these things, you need to have a double or a triple portion of these things that I'm going to be mentioning. All right. So the first thing you need, because you know, before I get into these things, all right, because these these timeless principles for those on social media, all right. The reason you've got to have a triple portion of these things, because remember, social media. This is how you interact with other people. Okay, it's not just it's not just watching a YouTube video necessarily and things like that or surfing the web. No, this is the way you interact. This is the way you communicate with people. And one thing that has always been difficult for many people is getting along with people. Right? Has anybody ever had problems getting along with somebody? Okay, and think about it. Before social media, you know, depending on your job, the kind of life you live, you, we didn't always interact with that many people. Maybe your neighbors, but your neighbors, if you got sick of them, you could just go in your house. You know, your family members, okay? How many, you know, you know, don't raise your hand, but you know, how many of you are at a family reunion or at a holiday, you know, you love your family, but every time you get together, it's, you know, conflict. 
You know, I, that, that is, I, that, I know that never happens in my family. But, you know, uh, you know, even at church, some people, I mean, they can't handle even being around church people more than two or three times a week. And they're ready to strangle each other. And so you think about all these principles we're going to be talking about that are from the Bible. These things were given in a time era when people weren't around each other necessarily as much as we are today. Because with social media, the truth is, you're around, in many cases, hundreds of people all day long. I mean, you see these people every day. We all have family that we love, but they annoy the fire out of us. And so it's easy to keep a good relationship with those family members because you only see them once a month you know, or a few times a year depending on your situation. But if you've got to see these people every day, do you think that's going to help make things better? No, it's going to make it be even harder. And if you're somebody that's on social media, you literally are around people all the time. And that's why you need a double and a triple portion of these things that we're going to talk about. So what are these things? Well, first off, you need to have a great deal of self-control. Let's look at some, I'm going to go quickly through some scriptures. You can try to follow along, but Proverbs 14, 17 says, He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Listen, if you're going to be on social media, you're going to get angry all the time. I'm angry, I get angry when I see stupidity. And if, there's a lot of stupidity on social media, is there not? I mean, if you're somebody that's soon angry, if you're somebody that blows your top, if you're somebody that's always saying things that you wish you could take back, you don't want to be on social media because you're constantly going to be seeing just stupidity. It's everywhere. James 1.19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Now, how many of you in here, I, I, I understand there's righteous anger. I, I believe in righteous anger, anger. I believe there's things that should make us angry. But how many of you in here are prone to doing that which is right and godly when you're angry? Okay? I think I think it's we can be safe to say most of us aren't. Even when your anger is a righteous anger, do you just naturally want to do good, godly things? I mean, when was the last time that somebody just made you angry and for good cause, and your desire was to go and take that person by the hand and kneel with them and pray with them? Okay, you were you were right to be angry, but is that what you wanted to do in that situation? When was the last time that you, were, you know, somebody said something stupid to you and you did? you just like, you know what, I just feel like praying right now. You don't feel like doing the right thing when you're angry. And he that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. And you know what? There's going to be plenty of times while you're in the workplace, people are going to make you angry. When, you know, when, even when you're physically around people, you're going to be angry. But you know what? We've always had for years and years a safe haven, a place we can go to, a place called home where you can just get away from the stupidity. And you know, there's people that I work with that I, I get along with when I'm at work and everything. But you know what? The people that I work with in my outside job, when I leave work, I don't really want to see these people. I, and a lot of these guys that I work with, I'll hear them during, break, during breaks and stuff. And they'll all be talking about the interactions that they had on Facebook. And I'm thinking, are you not around these people enough that you want to be communicating with these people after hours too? 
That's stupid. And then a lot of times in these settings too, people at work often bring in conflict and controversy over something that happened on Facebook. It's like you realize you two idiots wouldn't know each other if it weren't for this job. And you idiots also realize that the conflict you have has nothing to do with this job. It has everything to do with social media. I recommend you, you, you get away from each other on social media and just go back to working together and everything will be fine. But people are too stupid to do that. And the thing is, all this conflict comes because you're soon angry and then we're seeing these things all the time. We don't have a safe haven to go to anymore. And even if you're out and about, I mean, go to the park. Well, you're not going to go to the park today. It's cold out and snowing everywhere. But you know, in the springtime, you go to the park and you watch the people out walking their dogs, sitting there enjoying the weather. You know what they're going to be doing? They're going to be on their phone. They're going to be looking at stupidity, getting angry. All day, saying stupid stuff. You've got, listen, social media, it, it has you around people too much. And sometimes we've got to give ourselves some space. And you know what? You can be around people all you want, but if you're somebody that's soon angry, you're going to deal foolishly, and you better be a person of extreme self-control if you're going to be on social media. Because let me tell you something, you're going to get tested. And you're going to get tested a lot and you better learn how to control yourself because you know what? The rules don't fly out the window on social media. You still need to have good testimony. You still need to treat people with kindness. You still need to have respect. And folks, please don't bring up any of my records you know, or my, uh, my shortcomings in this area. A lot of what I'm preaching today, I learned the hard way. All right? I, I've, had, I've had to create some rules for myself when it comes to these things because of my past failings in these areas. And sometimes I've broken my own rules. And so I'm, I'm not preaching today. I'm not standing up here saying, I've never struggled with any of this stuff. You know, no, I'm speaking from experience here, all right? As somebody who's gotten in trouble. So also, you, so you gotta have a great deal of self-control. You need to be humble. Okay? Now think about this. What is one of the defining characteristics of the millennial generation? What is a word that we hear used all the time today that I don't I don't remember hearing that you know ten years ago. Snowflake. Well, snowflake, but I'm thinking narcissist. Alright? Narcissism. We are the most narcissistic generation that has ever been. Alright, and the definition for narcissism is inordinate fascination with oneself. Excessive self love. Vanity. Now, is narcissism really a new thing? No, it's not a new thing. It's always been around, but yet, is it not more prevalent today than it ever has been before? Now, why is that? Well, you ask anybody, they will tell you social media. It has created this platform where we can go and we can post things and we can try to, we can try to set ourselves up as something really great, something really special, and I, I'm, I, I'm not going to name names. You all don't know them. There's one individual I know. And sometimes, I, I, I tell my wife, I don't even know why I follow these people. They just irritate me. But for some reason, I just let them keep doing it. And, and there's, this, there's this one individual, he's constantly po- uh, doing these posts where about himself, where it has like these you know, wonderful character traits and, then, and just gives himself all this praise. And the thing is, I know this individual very well. I've known him for years. He is the polar opposite of everything he posts about himself. 
I mean, the polar opposite of everything he said. If you didn't know this guy and you just believed his post, you would think he was the greatest thing that ever lived. But he is literally the opposite of every one of those things. And it's just like, I just sometimes want to get on there and say, here's a more accurate description of yourself. But I don't do that. All right? We shouldn't do that. But you know, where does, where does this come from? Right? It, it comes from because the, these people, they start putting these things on there. They'll go and they'll find the, you know, back in the day, the, the narcissists were, you know, the kings and the politicians and the Hollywood people, those who had fame. Well, the thing is now with social media, we can kind of mimic what they do. All right. You know, these celebrities that take these weird pictures of themselves and stuff, you know, or back, you know, back in the day, you know, the, the famous people, they had the paparazzi that follow them around. They still do. You know, they were constantly getting their picture taken. Well, you know, anybody in here ever had anybody following around trying to take a picture? All right, I haven't. Okay, now, but you know what? Guess what? I don't need to. I can follow myself around and take a picture, take pictures of myself, selfies. All right, you know. And if you can't get a good enough shot of yourself, you can get a selfie stick and get even more pictures of yourself. And so it's like what these people are doing with the social media. It's a way they can, they can create this platform. It's the same thing that the celebrities are on. And they can go and they can mimic their pictures. They can mimic their clothes. They can, they can mimic their stupid facial inspections. Who invented duck face? All right? Whoever invented duck face ought to have, get a fat lip. All right? Whoever invented sticking their tongue out for pictures. Somebody needs to come up to them and, right, right when their tongue's hanging out of their mouth. As hard as they can. And I'm telling you right now, anybody who friend requests me who has their tongue hanging out of their mouth, delete. Anybody who I'm friends with or I follow who posts a picture with their tongue hanging out of their mouth, unfollow. You know why? Because it makes me sick, alright? You're not a stinking dog. Put your tongue in your mouth, okay? You gross me out. I get soon angry with that stuff, alright? And, and, you know, and that's what you should do in that situation. You know, I, I, I haven't done this yet. One of these days I'm going to say, I'm just going to comment. You look like a dog. You know, I shouldn't do that. Just hit unfollow, delete, block, whatever. But you know, why? Why do they do these things? They saw some celebrity do it. Some stupid celebrity did it, and now all of a sudden they're doing it. You know, I haven't seen any ladies in this church do this. All right, so I'm not picking on anybody here. All right, what is with the crazy eyebrow stuff that they're doing? They take these pictures that they look like they just sat on a tack or something. I mean, their eyebrows are all up in the air. You realize how stupid that looks? I, I don't, this stuff comes from social media. I, obviously, I don't know where it originated. Some famous person decided to paint their eyebrows like they just saw a ghost or something like that. And women are doing it. And they all do these same stupid, I, I, I don't even want to imitate it. And it's just, it's, it's retarded. I, I'm, get, I'm getting mad about this stuff now. Um, but they're, they're trying to imitate. Why? Because they want to look like they're famous. You know, some celebrity didn't got a million likes. And so they, you know, they're going to try, they, they do whatever they got to do to try to look popular, to get people liking what they're doing, to comment, getting attention. Why? Because they're just full of themselves. They're narcissists. But you know what? We are supposed to be humble people. Proverbs 16.19 says, Better is it to be of an humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. 18.12 says, Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. And before honor is humility. 29.23, A man's pride 
shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. And folks, we go on and on and on with verses about humility. Matthew 23, 12 says, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. When was the last time you saw anybody using social media to try to humble themselves? That is the opposite of what they do. And if they do try to humble themselves, it's that guy I was telling you about who does a post, you know, featured characteristic, humble. You know? Yeah, and, and that, they'll use hum, humil, on social media, they'll use something like that to exalt themselves. You don't go on social media telling everybody how humble you are. Okay? That is, that is not what the Bible's talking about here, but that's what, that's what people do. And social media, we, we've always struggled with these things, folks. These things that I'm talking about, these have always been a problem for us. But social media, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a great tool to help make these things even worse. Is all it is. And you better watch it. You need to remember, you need to remember your place. And this, this is one thing I struggle with too. You've know, you got to remember your place if you're going to be on social media. Ephesians 4.1 says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord Jesus, or of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You know what? We need to be lowly. We need to remember what we've actually been called to do. And you know what? I have not been called to be the Facebook police. And one of the things that I struggle with is when I see stupidity, when I see people just saying dumb stuff, you know, when I see people, you know, say, follow your heart or something. You know, that I was talking about, I think I talked about that in Sunday school. You know, I just want to go on there. The heart is deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who could know it? You're stupid. You know, I, that, that, that's, what I, that's what I want to do. You know, you want to correct every little thing. And you know what? God did not call any of us to just be the thought police, the opinion police. I mean, we just got to be policing every little thing everybody does and refuting every little, you know, wrong thing that somebody says. That's just going to be a mess. That's meddling. A lot of times we're meddling. We start meddling in strife, not belonging to us. And you better watch out for that. You better remember your place. Philippians 2.3 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. That is not what people do on social media. It's all a contest. It's all about just trying to be better than the next person. So you need to have a great deal of self-control. You need to be humble. and You can be on social media and be humble. It's possible. But social media has not created a humble culture. It has created a generation of narcissists. And there is no denying that. There's no way around that. But also, this is a big one. I thought about preaching a whole message just on this. If you're going to be on social media, you have to be a forgiving person. And folks, that's not always an easy thing. And it should be easy. I could get up here and I could tell you all the stories. I could tell you. And you know these things. You know you're supposed to be giving. You understand Jesus Christ died on the cross and He paid for every one of your sins and He forgives them. He removes them as far as the east is from the west. You understand that He forgave your sins and He's not going to bring these things up before you. You understand that Satan, He's the accuser of the brethren and Jesus Christ, He's our advocate and He, you know, he took care of those sins for us. And you know, we ought to forgive other people. We know all this. all right. But, but at the same time, you've got to have a double portion of this if you're going to be on social media. Let me read a few verses about forgiveness before I go on in this. 
First off, Colossians 3.12, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Why do we need to be forgiving? Why is it so important that we be this way? Why is it so important we have charity? You know why? Because all the same things that you struggle with when it comes to anger, when it comes to lack of self-control, when it comes to uh, pride, all these things that you struggle with that social media just makes it harder, do you realize everyone else on social media is struggling with the same thing? So here's the thing. Why can't you be understanding? How many, I mean, if you're on social media, have you ever went and left a comment and within seconds you wish you hadn't done it? Okay? Well, what makes you think they haven't done the same thing too? See, we forget about being understanding. We forget about, you know, just letting things go. And we forget to put ourselves in their place. Now, I think the previous generation has understood this. Okay? But at the same time, We've forgotten how to apply these things today. Because what's one of the things that we do, alright? Now, how many of you in here before you've ever left a comment, you regretted it, and later you deleted it? Alright? Go ahead and raise your hand if you've ever done that before. Alright, okay. All right. That's alright. We're not going to get anybody. Now, at the same time, how many of you have ever had somebody leave a nasty comment at you and you screenshotted it? Alright, yeah. Some of you have done that too. Okay? Now, why do you do that? Okay, because because back in the old days, if we if we're having an argument, we're having a face to face argument. We understand losing tempers and saying things that we regret regret later. And often, all right, have you ever been there before where you had an argument? Right, me and brother Lonnie were arguing. We have an argument after church, and I and I call him a name. All right, tell him he's ugly or something. You know, and then. You know, we kind of move on and get over it, and then you know, six months later, it comes up. It's like, remember you called me ugly? I'm like, I don't think I said that. It's like, no, I, I think, no, I, I think you misheard me. I, that, that's not what I said. You know, I, I, I didn't bring it up, and you know, I can kind of deny it, and he has no proof. So sometimes that forces you to move on, all right, when you don't have the proof. But what do we do today? You know, we got to save that proof. Now, why do you need that proof so much? So we can relive it over and over again. I don't have a cell phone up here, but it's like, you know, because before you'd say it one time and you'd never hear it again. Now, we just read it over and over again. We tell everybody, look what they said about me. You know, we go and we share it on Facebook. Look what they said about me. You know, look at this video. We play it over and over and over and over again. And it's like, they only said it once. <laughs> and the thing is, they regretted it after they said it. But the thing is, with social media, everybody can screenshot what you say. They can take it, they can reproduce it, and they can use it against you over and over and over again. And what you said one time, in stupidity and in foolishness and in anger, you got to relive it over and over and over again. And that's a, that's a danger for you, but it's also something that you got to watch out for, that you're not doing that to other people and just making things worse on yourself. You've, you've, got, you've got to watch out for that. And that's what's getting people in trouble. And we're often just very bad at just being understanding and saying, you know what, they were mad. Hey, I've done that before. Yeah, I know you just called me a really nasty name in that last comment. That was really mean. But I understand you were mad. You know, 
I posted a Photoshop picture of you making you look fat, you know, I mean, or whatever, you know, just, I, I guess I should probably understand why you would do that, you know, so, but we don't do that. That's just, that's, that's not happening today. 2 Corinthians 2.10, to whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it, in the person of Christ, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. One of Satan's big things he uses to get God's people in trouble is he uses their lack of forgiveness. Satan hates it when we forgive other people. The last thing he wants us to do is forgetting it. So you know what he did? He invented screenshots. Why? So we'll never forget it. You know, there, it, there's, you know he, he invented the internet where things never really go away so it can keep getting brought up, so it can keep getting thrown in our faces, and so we can relive it over and over and over again so we can keep that bitterness in our heart and never get rid of it. And then he can take us down and that's what he does. And social media... I mean, it, social media is getting celebrities in trouble all the time because of things that they said ten years ago. They made a homophobic statement, and you know, and now it's being brought up again. It gets politicians in trouble. These things are just constantly getting brought up. They're constantly getting thrown in their face, and you better watch it. We're all going to do that if we're messing around on that thing. And you know what? Society is not very forgiving, but you know what? You are supposed to be forgiving, and so if you can't do that then I highly recommend that you just stay off of social media because you have to be forgiving. Matthew 6.14 is pretty clear when it says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, listen, if God can forget our sins, who is all-knowing, I mean, omniscient God, Shouldn't we be able to forget other people's sins even if we have a screenshot of it? You know, some of y'all need to go delete some screenshots. You know, some of y'all need to go destroy all the evidence that you've been saving up. You know, I've been this important person. I'm, I'm sure they're a bad guy. I'm sure they're an infiltrator. I mean, you got a whole file on these people on your computer with just all this information. You're going to take them down with one of these days. You know, as soon as they cross the line, man, I'm, I'm ready. I can, I, I can, I can put all this stuff out on them. Man, don't do that to them and don't do that to yourself. You know what? Just give them a pass so you know what? They're probably having a bad day that day when they said that. They're probably in a bad mood. You know, just just move on and get over it. You have to be, you need to be empathetic. Put yourself in their place. Alright? You, you have to be able to do that. And lastly, you've got to be understanding. You must be an understanding person. All right, in Genesis 50, verse 18, this is after Joseph and his brethren had been reunited. It says, His brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. So this is after Jacob has died. And they're thinking Joseph's going to remember what we did to him. And Joseph's going to kill us. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? Hey, you know what? God hasn't appointed all of us to just straighten everybody out and fix every little thing, even the things that have been done to us. He said, But as for you... Ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. You know what, Joseph, he was right. They did mean it for evil. They, they meant to do evil in this situation. But he said, you know what? I'm willing to just take it. Because what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And the good that God did has saved the lives of all of us. 
and it has saved the lives of many people. This was God's will. So you know what? I'm just going to take it. What you guys did to me, I'm going to forget about it. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take care of your families. Now, where's that attitude of God's people today? Joseph had a Christ-like attitude before Jesus Christ came to this earth and died on the cross. Before he was ever able to read, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Joseph was able to have a Christ-like forgiveness. We have no excuse to not have that today. We ought to have that, but I'm afraid many people don't. And you know what? They're on social media just keeping track of all the offenses against them. Just screenshot and everything. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people in the online world that I know, mostly just in the online world, that are constantly too, and this is a, this is disturbing, they're constantly recording phone conversations with friends. With friends, they record phone conversations. It's like they're just waiting for these people to slip. I thought, well, I thought they were your friend. I understand doing that with an enemy. But with a friend? That's just weird, folks. Why are they doing this? These people are just constantly keeping records. They're constantly saving up stuff on people. Why? Just in case they ever need to use it against you. I mean, they're like the Catholic Church with the confessions. That's what they are. You know, the the Catholic Church will get these people confessing everything to them, and then they can, you know, put it in a secret file in the Vatican somewhere. You know, and then they can hold it against them if they ever need to. I mean, we've got we've got that kind of thing going on in our world today amongst Baptist people, always just saving up information on people. It's that's weird, folks. Alright? That is that is just weird stuff. I don't like it one bit. We need to be understanding people. First Corinthians ten eight says, Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand, neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. We're supposed to learn from the mistakes of other people. We're supposed to learn from the things that the Bible tells us about. We're supposed to learn from those principles and we're supposed to follow them. The things that happened in the Old Testament, those things were written for our admonition today. And you understand, the things that are in the Bible, they are supposed to apply to what we do today. That should be the mentality. These things will help us today. And we've got to, and we've got to learn to be able to take these things and use them with the new technology, with the new ways of communication, because the commands of God don't change. God still wants us to be forgiving people, understanding people, humble people. God wants this from all of us. And we've got to make sure, if you're going to play around with all these new things that come along, and I don't know what the next thing is going to be. I don't know what the next big new form of communication is going to be. But whatever it is, You'll be okay if you'll remember these principles, but it's sometimes it's hard to know how to transfer these things and to bring, and and uh, and to apply them. But if we stay in the Word, if we follow these things, I believe you'll be fine. You've got to be able to see through situations. You've got to be able to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, don't just stand there staring at screenshots. Don't be playing videos over and over again, running it over and over again in your mind. You've got to learn to see it for what it really is. Hey, this person had a bad day. You know, they lost their temper. I've been there. I've done it before. You know what? I'm giving them a pass on this one. And you know what? Sometimes you just need to destroy the evidence. Just destroy the evidence. That way, you can never bring it up again. 
That way you aren't reliving it again. You just need to let it go. And you know, in every one of these attributes, these things we talk about, these things have always been needed. But I believe we need them more than ever today because of things like social media. You need that triple portion. And if you don't have it, look, if you don't have it, just stay away from it. You're not... It doesn't mean you're a bad person. If you come to me and you say, Brother Tommy, I'm not forgiving enough. I don't have enough self-control. I'm not understanding. I get angry too easy. I think I'm just going to stay away from social media. Okay, fine. You're not the most forgiving person. You're not the most understanding. You're not all those things. But you know what you are? You're wise. You know what? You're a wise person. Because you know what? God didn't command us to be on social media and things like that. Sometimes we do need to just withdraw ourselves a little bit. And you are handling that wisely. And I believe God will bless you for that. And you're not going to regret doing that. And so, you know, this, but unfortunately, when it comes to social media, this is the direction that communication is going. You know, I'm sorry, you know, we're not going back to landlines and snail mail. Alright, I know we still use some of it for some things, but that is not where society is going. It's eventually going to become a thing in the past. That's why they keep raising the price of stamps. Because not enough people are using it. But that's just going to make less people use it now. More people are going to go to the email and stuff, but that's another, that's another subject. But you know, we, these, this, these forms of communication, it is the way people are communicating today. And I find it interesting how everybody will respect a missionary who goes and studies how to communicate with some tribe in a jungle somewhere, you know, learn some primitive form of communication so he can try to present the gospel to them. But we're not allowed to learn how to communicate the way our society is going to try to communicate the gospel to them. And that's what we need to do. Unfortunately today, people talk with hashtags and LOLs and all that kind of stuff and uh, you know, emojis and, and things like that. You know, pretty soon you'll probably be able to give a plan of salvation using only emojis. I've never seen anybody try that yet, but I'll, I'll bet it can be done. All right? Pretty soon, I, I might try to be the first to do that. See if I can find enough emojis. Just, I don't know. That, that, that's a good project. See if anybody can figure that out. But at the same time, let's never abandon the Bible principles. No matter what comes, no matter what technology, let's hang on to these principles of the Bibles. Let's keep these things. And I said, if you can't, you know... If you're somebody who does not have these things we talked about, you know what? Given somebody who's soon angry and all these things, social media account, I think it's like giving a monkey a loaded machine gun. It's dangerous. How many have seen that video of the monkey? I guess it was like a Planet of the Apes thing. I thought it, was, you know, it looks really real. But uh, yeah, that's what it's like giving some people social media. Like giving a monkey a loaded machine gun. And if you're that monkey, just have the wisdom to refuse the machine gun, alright? So I hope this was a help. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank You so much for Your Word and the timeless principles that are in it. Help us to apply these things, Lord, as technology changes, as our culture and society changes. Help us to remember the old paths. Help us to remember Your Scriptures and to take these things and to keep them as a part of our lives so we can continue to please You in this day and until You return. In Your name we pray. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand.